The opinions expressed are those of the show hosts and may not necessarily be of any company in which the show hosts may represent. Welcome to the Security Box, podcast number 48. I'm Jared Reimer. On this edition of the podcast, we've got two topics for you. The first is probably one you can file in the I can't believe I read this crap department, while the second deals with Windows Update and what we had to look forward to there. We've got news, notes, with quite a number of very interesting items, as well as taking your calls, voice messages, and stories to boot. The podcast edition of this program is coming up next as part of the Technology Podcast Series on jaredreimer.net and broadcasted each Wednesday on the Independent Artist Channel of 98.6 The Mix, KKMX International. To Jared's shop, may I take your order for a username and password? The sign says Jared's shop. It said nothing about usernames and passwords. Yes, sir. Usernames, passwords, credit card information, all sorts of breach data. You name it, you've got it here at Jared's shop. Well, that sounds lovely, but I really only wanted to pick up a USB drive. Well, sorry, sir, but the USB drives come with all sorts of data, all for sale right here, right now. At the asking price of at least $100. Well, USB drives start at least at 10 bucks. I need a USB drive so that I can store some data on it of my own, such as audio book audio, files audio, from audio, the, library, the library, maybe some backups of some other stuff. 
and if need be, I'd like to be able to send some stuff to some people, and they only have the capacity of receiving them through flash drives. So I need blank ones. Well, sorry, sir, but we don't have any blank flash drives here. If we did, whatever you wanted from usernames, passwords, and more can be put on these drives, but at a premium cost. Sorry, sir, I'm not interested in that. I'll just have to find another shop. Welcome to the security box. The security box with Jerry Primer on KKNX. Now, now, you honestly don't have to get that pissed off. You can have your USB drive. It just has all kinds of stuff on it that you don't really want. But it never said that you could reformat the drive, so that was seriously uncalled for. You really didn't need to break my shop. Hello, everybody. I had fun doing that. Uh, that has got to be the best work I've ever done. <laughs> okay, so... <laughs> We, uh, we've got some very, very interesting things we're going <coughs> to do the Windows update for the month, but <laughs> I think I've got One of the best articles I think we've ever come across. And I'm actually being being serious when I say this because I have Michael Tennessee laughing in my ears on Livewire. He knows exactly what we're going to start with. Um, I'd like to thank him, by the way, for um, 
some assistance matters in today's program. And, uh... So, uh, if he ends up calling in, which he may end up doing, folks, because uh, th- these, uh, at least with this first item, we're definitely, like, sitting here going, what the hell is going on here? Um, so... This is gotta be probably the worst story I have ever read. <coughs> and uh I call this I can't believe I heard this crap. Russia wants you to have a random number generator and VPN package installed to have secure communication. Now, if you're not Michael in Tennessee who's who's sitting there on Livewire, um, do you have any idea as a listener who's never read the article what this could probably mean? Michael Tennessee says no, but I thought he read this article. Because this is... This is... He said he's going to tell me he's calling in, so let me just make sure that... uh, Alright, we're good. Um, This is just... (laughs) Like, absolutely horrid, right? Like, I don't really understand what's going on over there in Russia. If you want to call in, you can. 818-921-4976. Well, you're calling in early and we haven't even gotten started yet. (laughs) I couldn't resist, considering the topic at hand. <laughs> like, did you read this before we get into this? Did did you read the article? I I did, I did, and I'm 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 like, uh, what are they thinking? <laughs> Do do we know if Chi- do we know if China's doing the same thing? It wouldn't surprise me, but uh, I've not heard anything about China doing it. <laughs> like, I read this article, and I just I had to. I think I sent it to you guys. Like, I read this, and I'm like, Are you fucking kidding me? Yeah, I. I, I I would on another phone call um, when you thought I said no. Um, oh, it's all good. But um, 
I'm like, I heard that and I said, what the fuck? Really? <laughs> so, so let's step through this. I, You're the only one listening at the moment, so if people come on, that's great, and we can bring them on and and so forth. Um, so we'll, we'll just leave you on. So when I wrote the article from Brian on the blog <coughs> about Russia, I wrote in the first paragraph... I, I wrote, I think I'm going to file this under the, <coughs> quote, <coughs> uh-oh, I can't believe I read this crap. Sorry, folks, I just had a technical problem here. I can't believe I read this crap department. Okay, so my first paragraph says, I think I'm going to file this under the, quote, I can't believe I read this crap, end quote, department. It, it, before I finish what I wrote, is that the best category we can come up with? Because, uh, that, uh, That was uh, what I could come up with. I continue, I said, I honestly think it's time we figure how to block out Russia after reading today's Krebs article, dot, 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 because I actually linked to the article, so I stopped the quoting there. And the article I read is titled Adventures Contacting the Russian FSB. We know that the FSB has been probably up to no good. I've read probably numerous articles in regards to Russia and what they've what their FSB's been up to. Um, So it talks about how Russia doesn't even use any version of SSL, whether it is SSL 1.0 to 3.0, or even the new TLS 1.0 to 1.3. The latest of those is is 1.3, and apparently, I didn't. I haven't listened to Security Now, but apparently, Security Now is breaking that there is a worrisome attack on TLS, and it can't be fixed. Hopefully, I'll try and get on the Security Now in the coming days and uh, get into this because. Uh, I'm interested to hear what Steve has to say. Yes, I can go and get the transcript and and read it. But I, I've always enjoyed the podcast, but it's an on-again, off-again listen to. Uh, I was looking at some of the episodes, and they did talk about the new ransomware task force 
uh, which uh, we were made aware of, which has been talked about in articles and, and so forth. So I definitely want to hear what Steve has to say. I just got to find the time to do it all. The article talks about people who want to send secure messages have two choices in doing so. Install a program they call a random number generator or use Tor where they developed a site where you don't need to use the number generator. Now, Michael, if you were to contact these guys, which way would you prefer to do? Tor? Definitely not the... Definitely none of the above. Well, okay. But if Tor would be more secure because you then don't have anything to worry about, you're not downloading anything that's supposed to be a pro- the, you know, and listeners will find out, but you know, they won't be downloading a problem program. Tor is not a problem program as far as we know. But no, ain't that the browser used for the dark web? Yes. I thought so. Well, it can be uh, used for the dark web, but it can be used for legitimate routing purposes. Like, if you wanted to use it, you could go to my website and my logs would show you coming from a completely different place from where you were. <laughs> because that's how uh, it works. Oh, I see. Well, yeah, see, I, I, I don't know much about to. It's so. called the Onion Router. Steve talked about it in great detail on a podcast. You can search it on on the website and find out what program number it is and um and get it. But. Yeah, if that's if that's okay, I would definitely use that. No, Russia's way. No, thank you. <laughs> so this, <coughs> so so now we're gonna get into the meat of the matter for for the listeners. So this supposed number generator is two programs in one. First, it is a number generator, and second, it's a VPN. So my question is, can't you use a VPN service such as ExpressVPN to contact them if they want you to use a VPN? Probably not, because they probably block out the VPN services like Express for their own. What do you think? Um, yeah, um, I... We already know China blocks VPNs. We know that much. Yeah, we know that much. Well, I, um, I definitely don't have a lot of trust in China, but I have even less in Russia, considering we know the responsibilities of the recent hacks on... 
American government and, you know, the, um, um, companies in the states and other places. So, yeah, I definitely would not use anything um, Russia has to offer. If I couldn't use a trusted VPN like Express, um, no thank you. Have a nice day. Yeah. And I've never heard of anyone using a, um, a random number thing to do anything online. It's always been HTTPS. PS. So I took I took some stuff from the article and I wrote that Brian writes that virus total scanning uh, service. So virus total for those who don't know. Well, let me finish this sentence. Brian writes that virus total scanning service flagged this apparent program with 20 antivirus products flagging the program. <clears throat> so, virus totals numbers. I, I mean, 20 out of uh, how many virus programs do they have up there? I, I forget, but. I, I've uploaded stuff up there just to see how it works and uh, all of that. And they've got numerous, you know, scanning interests. Some of them you know, and some of them you don't. So I do write, Virus Total has, you know, ha quite a number of scanning programs. Some you know, some you don't. So they've got things like Trend Micro and F Secure and, you know, and the like, but then there's others that may be not you may not know so well. But twenty of them, Michael. Um. Yeah, that's a that's a that's a big, um, a huge number, in my opinion, because I mean, I mean, I, we 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 all know how. Uh, Trump virus program tracks stuff that's not really viruses, but but then we uh, th then we submit it to the company and then they correct the problem. Y yes, but it, it's obvious that there's so, so many detecting this as virus that there, there's obviously something to it. Otherwise. Not so many virus programs would be um, detecting this as a virus. So that in itself, that in itself uh, puts up a red flag right straight in front of my face, not to trust it. Of, co of course. And as I write, I said Brian goes into detail with links to things on why he wanted to contact the FSB in the first place. And as a journalist, he has a right to do so. So, you know, he talked about 
how he wanted to give them information about a case and this is just a problem and according to the Russian search engine Yandex they indicate that you need to install something using the quote Russian ghost cryptographic algorithm and that's G-O-S-T by the way uh, instead of HTTPS what is this ghost algorithm? Apparently, from what Brian's saying, he had to click around with the mouse in various spots just to get, you know, number generation into this program. And he says, don't try this at home. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, that tells you a lot. Uh, so another paragraph, he says... That means those who have a reason to send encrypted communications to a Russian government organization, including ordinary things like making a payment for a government license or fine or filing legal documents, need to first install CryptoPro a Windows-only application that loads the ghost encryption libraries on a user's computer. But if you want to talk directly to the FSB over an encrypted connection, you can just install their own client, which bundles the CryptoPro code. Visit the FSB site and select the option to, quote, transfer meaningful information to operational units and you'll see a prompt to install a quote random number generation end quote application that is needed before a specific contact form on the FSB website will load properly excuse me You know, if I built my websites like that, um, yeah, there would be no one that would go to them that understood this kind of stuff because um, they would know uh, basically you're up to no good. Well, the problem is, is, is uh, they don't train. <clears throat> the Russians. They say, this is what you have to do. There's no way around it. You have to install it. And um, it goes away on its own. You know, it... So you have to do this every time you want to do something securely. And they go, okay. First of all, as I said earlier, I don't trust Russia, but I... That's just too, to me, that's too many hoops to, um, to jump through to, um, to do whatever you need to do, or want to do, whatever I you agree. Can be. I agree, but if you lived in Russia and you didn't know any better, 
Yeah, that's... Um What if you were living there and you wanted to file, uh, you know, you wanted to pay your electric bill online? Hmm. I suppose if I didn't know any better, I I would uh, do it. But but knowing what I know, no, thank you. I'm right. You should read this. I'm right that you should read this article because it goes into detail on what this software is, and I have commentary on it on the blog as well. I write they describe this as a one-time use program which must be installed each time. The executable is the key according to the person interviewed for this story by Krebs, you're by Brian. The gentleman, Lance James, says that it is a one-time use VPN. There's no sign of any harm to the computer, except that it self-deletes. So that is why they think it is being flagged, flagged as malicious. And there's more to this, which most users may not be able to understand. So I'll let you go and get the article and read it because uh, it might interest you if you might if you have something I, I write uh, and read and read what interests you. So you could read a little bit about it without going into you know clicking into other articles and things that are linked. So let's discuss it. You know, that's the last aspect of, 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 of that, is, is let's discuss what this is. I mean, to me, this, this is awful. Uh, a security risk waiting to happen. Yeah. Um, I, I wouldn't do it. I'll just... Because if it's not, to me, anything that's not using the the standard security certificate, I believe that's what it's called. Um, I don't want anything to do with it, and that's definitely not a secure way of handling any communications. <coughs> And all I can say is they can have it and stick it. I, it's not anything I would uh, use to communicate with them. With them. Yeah, I I just had to do a double take. I'm like, are you fucking kidding me? Well, if I ever were to go down to Russia for any reason, 
you know, business-wise or otherwise, if, you know, my company would ever need to do that, I would uh, do my best to figure out if I could just use my own VPN and do it that way, because it's secure. Whatever VPN I might choose, whether it's Express or anything else, I don't want to, you know, say what you know. I mean, I I do have Express. I paid for the year, but you know, there's plenty of VPN services out there. I'm not going to recommend one over another. But I would seriously look into using. Um, my own uh, VPN product of choice. <clears throat> yeah, yeah, me too. Definitely. I mean, if any of the companies I work with were to tell me to go to Russia, I'm like, are you kidding me? If I need to communicate se- <laughs> securely to to make sure my bills get paid while I'm gone, I gotta download this crap on on the, your computer because they'd be providing me a computer. I can't bring my own, so I'd be downloading this thing onto my computer and. Uh, It's a potential risk because it self-destructs. Yeah, that that's what concerns me is the fact that it self-destructs and you have to um, do it every time. That that uh, that's what is the biggest red flag to me, and that's quite obviously the big concern to the. Um, um, programs that's detecting that it's uh, not a good uh, thing to use. Uh-huh. The virus program is detecting that it's not a good thing to use. So it's obviously putting up a red flag to them. And, and, uh... I mean, if one or two of them said, hey, wait a minute, uh, what the hell is this? You probably but wouldn't printing? worry about it so much. But 20? That's, um... That's a high number. I think they've got, like, 50 or 60 programs. Is that the number I... I saw, I saw once? I, when I uploaded something, there were, like, 40, 50, 60 different programs out there? Oh, I didn't realize it was that many. Like I said, some of them we know, some of them we don't. It uses all of these engines and gives you results. That's why it's a it's a web based interface. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah, I just it's not anything that I uh, have any trust in. That's a fact. <laughs> if you didn't read the article, take that position for me. 
Um, if you heard this just today, without reading the article, oh, I without reading, I don't know. I maybe. Maybe I would uh, bite into it, um, not knowing any better. Um, um, because, I mean, the average person doesn't know the... Um, What the benefits, the 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 secure aspects of HTTP, HTTPS. There we go. Um, they don't know the security benefits of that. So well, they they understand that HTTPS means that they can put in their credit card number without a problem. They're, that's what they're taught. Because yeah. it's encrypted. And they understand that. Yeah. Yeah, and... But they, they, they won't understand how insecure Russia's method is. Um... And, so uh, how insecure is this? Um, to, to, to me, um, it's just as bad as uh, just the, the plain HT. I think TP. it's even more insecure than the, the old method uh, of H. You know, before HT. Yeah. TP. I think that that uh, that that's the whole problem we have here is it's getting a clear understanding um, of the program being used and uh, the history of the country using it. Um, I mean. China is um, um, not China. Um, Russia is denying having any responsibility for any of the hacks um, that's happened recently. And we but, talked about uh, that in in one of last week's topics, right? I I quoted Vladimir Putin in in, in an article, and he said, you know, they're not violating any laws here so there's no need to arrest them and while I and my company support that they're wanted elsewhere so I'd be curious to find out what happens with the G7 summit what agreement between the United States and Russia come out of it Um, it, I think it's supposed to be this weekend, if it wasn't last week, I don't remember now. It, it, it's in progress as, as we speak, matter of fact. Oh. 
Yeah. Okay. I know I was reading some stuff about it, but I'm not publishing on the blog about all of that because it's more political than anything. But uh, I'd be interested to see if there's some sort of agreement with, you know, at least the U.S. and China. We've never had any type of agreement to get these guys uh, unless they um, unless they leave the country. No, I mean, we we blame we we are blaming um, um, Russia, the Russian government, for this. But do we know it? If really the Russian government is responsible, we don't know that. Well, we know the FSB has been involved in shady activity. You can read those articles. Yeah. If there wasn't so much politics involved in it, we would know the real facts. I agree. So, yeah, I, I still don't trust the program. This supposedly is a good method that they're using. Yeah, I love Brian's. Don't try this at home. <laughs> like, yeah. I think Michael posted the, to the board when I when I was talking about it on the board. He's like, "What do you mean they're not using HTTPS?" Like, we built the internet, and we know how it's supposed to work, and we wrote, I mean, not you and I, but we as, as, as a, you know, as a country, you know, we wrote the code to support HTTPS and TLS and the various protocols, um, and that's what we're doing now is... The, the internet yes. was developed too and in the United States we know what we're doing I know Tim Berners-Lee I mean I don't know who he is I know of him but I'm, I know he's still alive because I still see his name around I'm wondering what he's thinking if he were to read this article on, on what Russia's up to with the FSB. Yeah, I don't think that... I don't think that... Uh, I think he'd be just like us, scratching our heads and saying, what the fuck is this? Oh... <laughs> <laughs> uh. Just, yeah. It just there's so much out there we we don't it just it remains to be seen whether we'll be able to just 
I don't believe we ever will be able to stop this kind of stuff. As time goes on, it's just going to get worse and so it's going to get better. Well, Steve Gibson said he's only doing 999 episodes of Security Now, so it better be solved by then. And I'm thinking, Steve, uh, I don't think you'll have a choice in the matter. <laughs> He's on 823 now. What has he got? Another few years to go. He hopes it's supposed to be solved by then. They do 52 episodes a year, so they got another several years to figure it out. And, you know, when they started the Security Now program, they, um, um, they, they didn't think that there would be enough, uh, Enough um, material. To, uh, enough material to keep it going, but they learned very quickly. They were very, <laughs> they were very wrong about that. Seems like maybe this will be fifty or a hundred episodes, and we'll talk about how the internet works and and how this you know works together, and you know we'll call, we'll, we'll be all right. But he loved very quickly. He was sadly mistaken. <laughs> I wonder if he were to find out about this story, what he'd say. Mm, he'd be like us, I suppose. What they thinking? Oh, boy. That's all we can say. Oh, boy. (laughs) I don't think I have any words left. I'm just... Mm, You know what? If they happen to pick up a copy of this podcast somewhere, they need to be ashamed of themselves. They They need to fix it. They need to do it right, and and quit bullshitting your uh, your constituents in your country. You know, if you've got bad actors that are clearly violating the law, send them to go get their justice done, and and uh, knock this crap off. Seriously. Yep. You're only going to be hurting yourselves in the long run. Because then you're going to have governments around the world um, not trusting you. If you don't stop the bad actors from your country, um, (laughs) then you're going to, you're definitely going to be having problems there. I mean, just look at the first item in news notes. We learned how TrickBot really got started. It was actually named under a different name I had no idea about. I only knew about TrickBot because of Trend Micro's coverage. Mm-hmm. And stay... Folks, just stick with us. Nuts notes is crap, <laughs> crap entertaining. If that's the right word to use for that. <laughs> well, 
Uh, Not yes, a head scratch. It might be, might be the right word. Either that or heavy heart medicine nearby. <laughs> Something like that. Why did I save that last story for last? <laughs> we want you to be around to hear it before you croak. <laughs> I want you to hear it before before you finally fall out of your chair. You know when when you read this article, were you about re- when I told you to read this, did you like fall out of your chair like I did? That came close to it. <laughs> I definitely came very close to doing so. But I'm like, why? What's up with this crap? <laughs> why do you think I put... Why do you think I changed the title of the segment to... I can't believe I read this crap. <laughs> yep. Russia wants you to install a number random, a random number generator to communicate securely. I thought that was the perfect title for that segment. (laughs) Exactly. Or maybe I should have titled it You Have to Be Fucking Kidding Me. Russia wants to do what? Question mark? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yep. Hey, that's the perfect title for today's program, I think. I just found the title for this program. You have to be effing kidding me. Mm-hmm. Yep. I try... I mean, I don't normally name my programs... Like like security now and some other pro shows do, but sometimes I get an inkling to do that, and I think this is the perfect one for this one. You have to be ki- well. I'd make it family friendly. You know, you have to be kidding me. Russia wants to do what? Question mark. Yeah. Uh, I, I can't wrap my brain around some of the happenings around us. It's just, it's just amazing what people think of. Stuff I wouldn't even think of doing, pe- people's thinking of. Even if I had the knowledge on how to do this crap, like all this hacking that's going on, I would, I would do it for... I would turn the tables. I would do the hacking to um, to stop the bad actors, but not join them. Oh, so you would be you would be on the good side. You try and figure out how to how to stop them, and like the recent ransomware gang that recently uh, closed up shop that I blogged about. Yeah, yeah, though. Ones like that would be all my, um, yeah. 
because I mean that one that shut down the colonial pipeline dark um, side dark side and they're gone yeah and it turns out we've got news on that too uh, the 2.3 million recovered was basically the affiliate commission of the 4.4 million that was paid yeah so uh, that that was recently found out <clears throat> If you are listening on the podcast and you would like to communicate with us and you want to leave your thoughts, please leave a voicemail on the comment line at 602-887-5198. And uh, we would love to hear from you and your thoughts. And if you want them aired, you must let me know. You can also email or iMessage me at J-A-R-E-D-R-I-M-E-R at 986themix.com. Text or WhatsApp 804-442-6975. You can also use tech, that's T-E-C-H, at menvi.org. That's M-E-N-V-I dot org if you'd like. You've got the security box. I'm Jared Reimer, 98.6 The Mix's independent artist channel. I've got Michael in Tennessee on the line. We're here doing the security box live. And we've been talking about this Russia article about contacting the FSB, who apparently has been known for their own criminal activity, uh, according to articles... Uh, in the past whether we can actually prove it or not I beg to differ but you know they're supposedly part of the government and uh, so they can pretty much get away with whatever they want which I don't think is right either but um, very interesting ways on how a human like you and I need to what we need to do to contact them and what they're forcing people to do. That was our first segment today. If you do want to call in and you're listening live, you're welcome to do so. Michael can go on hold if that's the case. And uh, you can have your say. My number is 818-921-4976. So we know China blocks uh, VPNs because they want to see everything that you do. Do you think that they're using SSL, or do you think they found a way to you to uh, to uh, read through SSL and uh, be able to still read traffic even though you're on a secure connection to to uh, a website of some sort? I don't know. Um, I mean, they got the Great Firewall, so yeah, we um, covered that on the on on my tech podcast from the very beginning when when news broke out about that. 
in like 2006 or 7 so anything's possible with China so we uh, we better be thankful folks that uh, this country and others like us don't conduct ourselves in that manner um, because I believe uh, the internet um, is um, now if you use the internet for what it's attended for um you know, to look up information. Um, you know, that's what the World Wide Web was designed for. That's but, what Tim Berners-Lee wanted it to be. Was an information source. Contact and, people. Do e-commerce. And, and be civilized. But he had no attempt put the tone in to a um, a place for crime and what we see nowadays folks it's just plain criminal um, all the hacking um, and we just we need to we really need to Do something to uh, the the problem is to to stop this hacking. It's going to take money that a lot of companies don't have. Um, yeah, you're right about that. Now I, I believe the government, um, are the money should the help government in that take, cost. They they should, um, especially to quicker strength like electricity gas um, and other everyday things that we need um, and uh, you know with all with all the spending the government does that I feel unnecessary um, they should take some of that money and invest it in security well and they're part of the problem I mean if you read CyberScoop enough uh, the government's part of the problem you know they get infiltrated and then they go oh uh, we need to do this that and the other they're, I mean they're just as bad as the rest of us Well, do you think Microsoft has uh, stepped up to the plate at all after the uh, um, the uh, big hack at the end of last year? Solar winds. Solar winds. Yes, yeah, I couldn't think of. They 
they figured out who was responsible. They were they helped you know track down who was responsible, but you know that was a supply chain attack. I mean, somebody got into their into Solar Winds company, got into their source code, and was able to modify that. And push it out to customers, including Microsoft. So Microsoft is one of many companies that were affected by that. That should have been SolarWinds to deal with as a company, not Microsoft. Microsoft was a was a calamity of that, along with the government. The government was actually a calamity to that because they were also attacked. Because they use solar winds. Okay, folks, I, I have a car I need to answer. I'll be right back. Okay. So, that's really where we are today. And if you want to call in while Michael's on that call, uh, do so. My number is 818-921-4976. He can go on hold and I can take your call. It's perfectly fine. It's about the top of the hour here on 98.6 The Mix, KKMX's independent artist channel. And you have got the security box here on your internet radio. Let's uh, Let's go ahead and uh, play a track and uh, when we come back I think we'll get into our second topic when um, Windows update. Here is Neurobic. Their album's entitled Disco Drama. And we'll play a track entitled See Me. Here on the Independent Artist channel of 98.6 The Mix.
Alright, folks. We are back. And, uh, that was See Me by Neurobic from their 2016 album entitled Disco Drama, which is available on Magnitude if you'd like to go over there. I'm not sure if Michael's still around or not, but we'll keep his line on. Uh, so when he does return, <clears throat> he is back with us. I thought what we would do in our second hour is talk about Windows Update, except I need to find... Oh, I put it right here. I, was, I need to find my device that I used to read everything. I forgot where I put it. And, uh... So, let's go ahead and move along to Windows Update. So, Windows Update has really given us a respite as of late, but if you're not aware of what's happening, then once a month we try to do this where we will take apart both of the major articles I read in regards to this. Uh, one is Trend Micro, and the other is, uh, of course, Krebs on Security. And both of them are linked in our show notes, and we did do a blog post on Windows Update, I believe. The website's jaredtech.help if you want to uh, go over there and see everything we've been blogging. I've been blogging a lot more recently. I think I blogged seven items, including probably the biggest story, which we'll get into as part of News Notes. But first, Patch Tuesday gives us 50 vulnerabilities for June 2021. So per usual, both Krebs and Trend Micro have good articles coming out about Patch Tuesday. Trend Michael is also reporting the sunset of the once popular internet browser that has been around from the beginning, Internet Explorer. I think that is probably the biggest thing that we can get out of Windows Update news. Today is the 16th. This is probably the best news for IT professionals, I write. As this browser um, has been uh, lagging because of more modern browsers and the fact that Microsoft tried to bring out Edge in various forms. So first they brought Edge as uh, you know their own and they brought their own code and then they realized that people weren't really digging it because it wasn't doing what they wanted. So then they decided to change the way it was packaged and they 
package it with chromium and uh, that made it more accessible for one because the major screen readers accessibility wise will be able to take advantage of that and <clears throat> since chromium is open source bugs can get fixed quicker in the more modern version uses chromium as I write which works with chrome and their edge instead of having them bring along stuff that is probably old the trend micro article says that we have 50 patches crab says it's 49 whether well, it's 49 or 50 it is well below the normal numbers we've seen in recent times especially since last year with most months of that year over that year alone were over 100 patches per month can you imagine I think I hear a telephone in the background but um, can you imagine 100 patches per month most of last year and I think a lot of this year has been somewhere between 50 and 100 but we've not really been seeing a lot of 100 numbers this year Not a lot of patches. Yes. Trend Micro indicates that five are critical, while Krebs says there are six zero-day holes. One of the CVEs is CVE 2021-31985. And one of two that deal with Microsoft Defender. So they're patching that. The second CVE was CVE 2021-31978. And both were submitted through the Zero Day Initiative Program. And Trend Micro continues to win awards because they posted an article and I didn't cover it that uh, out of all of the vulnerabilities I think they said like 60% of the vulnerabilities that were submitted were theirs and that's the highest um, ever taken by any vulnerability bug bounty platform Both articles indicate that six vulnerabilities were under attack and several products had multiple bulletins including SharePoint just to name one. So SharePoint again. And finally Trend Micro and Krebs on security say that Internet Explorer will officially be retired on June 15th. So again, that was yesterday, and uh, I don't know exactly 
what that's going to mean in the long term. Are we going to see vulnerabilities that uh, impact IE that actors know that will never be patched now? I wonder what Steve's going to say about that one. Nice to know you, IE. Comments on Windows Update before we get into, I think, one of the biggest segments that I don't actually need to read. Uh, I've already pre-taped it in News Notes, which is going to be one and the same. Um, we've got some very interesting things through there, but we'll we'll let people comment on the uh, topic at hand. Uh, Windows update. I wonder if we are in a respite year. Um, you know, the actors probably know we're going back to work. Although I just saw something on Twitter that says hackers don't take a break. And LastPass was linking to a, an article. I want to see what that's about later on. But uh, I know Michael doesn't necessarily see the Windows Updates articles. So I'm going to have to rely on you others if you want to comment. I, I think IE being sunsetted is probably going to hurt the industry now because uh, we know a lot of uh, places still use it because they uh, only run on it because of what they use and now they're going to have to go scramble. I wonder if they were given any type of notice that this was coming. I don't want to say yes or no because I don't know the honest answer. I would hope so. Yeah, I would hope so too. <clears throat> and if Microsoft was um, smart, they would just completely Debacate, um, i.e., where it's not even usable. Um, and, you know, hopefully they did give notice, so hopefully companies um, that's using i.e. can successfully move to something else. Um, Yeah. Wow. Well, IE's been around since 1995. Because it yep. was the first browser on the modern Windows operating system when we all moved to Windows 3.1 in 1995. No, I'm yep. not trying to show my age, but uh, 
IE was the only browser. Well, it was IE and Netscape, which were the oh, two I've big ones. Heard, yeah, I've not heard of Netscape in in years. Me neither. I don't even know where they are. I I don't even know if the website still exists or not. Uh, but I grew up on IE and Netscape, and Windowize was able to work with both. And I was able to choose what I wanted, and it was kind of cool to sort of check out another browser once Netscape became accessible to us. Yeah, I, I think I think that uh, IE was. Uh, but IE was the dominant one. Netscape never really took off, from what I remember. Yeah, I. I it's been so long since I heard of Netscape that I forgot they was even in existence. <clears throat> but. Yeah, I, uh, it's too bad that old software and stuff can't at least receive where it could, but uh, the problem is companies are not wanting to, to support older stuff because they want to move on to n newer stuff. And I, I got to say, in my opinion anyway, I think that IE, it's better than, um, uh, what is it called, Edge? Yes. Um, and I, that's my opinion anyway. Well, Edge was built off of the idea of what Firefox started which was multiple tabs and then Chrome has it and now Edge has it so all of these browsers now have the ability of what's called tabs Safari has it on, on iOS um, Chrome, you know uh, I believe the browsers on uh, iOS and Android support that now whether it's uh, Chrome, Firefox Safari Edge uh, I guess um, guess that uh, that all good things has to come to an end, as they say. And IE was so slick and so perfect and until like 9, 10, and 11 came out when we heard about all of these problems with it and everybody was saying, get your sorry asses off of IE because it's becoming a problem. Uh, and then they stopped supporting i.e. after 11 came out they issued patches for a while but 
then they stop doing that. Judge, judge, think about this. The fact that you got people using older computers too that running XP, Vista, Seven. They, um, if Ed is not available on those machines, then which they're not. They're high. Um, and most likely other browsers will soon follow um, well Firefox is, is last I knew was still available for them but how much longer I don't know because I don't know if they're patching them Mozilla would have to answer that one yeah so maybe uh Maybe the destruction of um, IE is a good thing because we all know how vulnerable the older software is because it's not being, uh, it's not receiving any security patches. So we we all know how how bad that is. <laughs> Are you trying to make me laugh out of my chair? <laughs> <laughs> well, not, not particularly, but if it happens, well. <laughs> <laughs> After all, laughter's the best medicine, they say. Well, then maybe we should get into the best news ever. <laughs> uh, 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 <laughs> okay. Should we, uh. Should we get into a little bit of news notes? I think it's time for news notes. Okay. Um, if there's text messages coming in, I'll get to those. But in the meantime, um, I should still hear you, Michael, but we're going to get into news notes. It's about 15, 15 minutes in length, and then we're going to come back and uh, I'll bring out the note taker and we'll sort of go through it and see if there's any comments. But for now... Here comes some news. Here, <laughs> he said. He said in my ears, "If we're still alive by the time we get back, but we should be." Uh, <laughs> um, let's see what you guys think of this week's news notes. The security box. Podcast number 48. I'm Jared Reimer. 
for links, check out the blog or show notes. The blog may have other commentary on these items. News notes covered a VMware bug that was 9.8 out of 10 on the CVSS Vulnerability Index score. As predicted, exploits have now been put out, starting with the proof of concept code, but more than likely will be exploited soon if it isn't already. Better get that patch on. The fun is only starting on this vulnerability. The article is titled, This is Not a Drill. VMware Vuln with 9.8 Severity Rating is under attack and was written by Dan Gooden of Ars Technica. TrickBot is probably dead now that the creator of its code has now been arrested. We covered this last news notes for Podcast 47. Did you know that it was once under a different name? According to the article from CyberScoop titled TrickBot Indictment demonstrates how one hacking tool built on older malware we learned that the malware, Dyer, spelled D-Y-R-E, was the first incarnation of what became TrickBot. The article talks about the film company 25th Floor and what they were up to. Lots of links within this article. It was definitely very interesting, and I'll hope you'll find it of interest too. There is an article titled Ransomware Hits iConstituent, a service lawmakers use to communicate with voters, which was written by CyberScoop. I know recently I've gotten text messages from various numbers telling me to vote for some person I've never heard of. On top of that, I'm not even registered to vote. It did give me the opportunity to opt out, which I've done, but I'm unclear if it was the same service. It's unfortunate that this is the next victim in the ransomware game for actors. And the worst part is that the Washington-based company didn't comment to CyberScoop's questions by press time. This news broke hours before it came out that Colonial Pipeline paid their $4 million in Bitcoin and the DOJ recovered 2.3 million of that after the fact. The Senate Sergeant at Arms said, quote, she is more concerned about hacking of government networks than a repeat of the January 6th insurrection 
on Capitol Hill, end quote. The government has been lax in cybersecurity for years, and the actors know this. Guess time will tell. Looks like President Biden has revoked the apparent ban on TikTok. The article titled Biden Revokes TikTok Ban issues new guidance for elevating foreign apps goes into detail on the new order that he signed and will have to see how it plays out for players involved. Phishing has increased 47%. According to the article titled, 47% phishing increase in Q1. There are two sections which have bullet points that may be of interest to readers. The top social sites targeted were social media sites. In the financial sector, there were targeted banks and the top one being national banks. There's plenty more. The article with highlights is posted to the blog, but it is definitely something worth covering here or in a segment of its own. Phone Arena is reporting that Samsung phones are vulnerable to quite a number of bugs, which the company says will take a couple of months to fix via a software patch. A lot of these vulnerabilities can read SMS slash MMS messages, look at contacts, and more. The article is titled, Unpatched Vulnerability in Samsung Phones Could Let Hackers Read Your Messages. And it goes into detail about these and other vulnerabilities fixed by the company. If you've got a phone by Samsung, please make sure it is as up-to-date as possible with the latest software and hardware firmware patches. Movie Pass is in the news, and it really isn't good for them in this case. I had heard of these guys some years ago and didn't really think I'd use them anyhow, so never signed up. According to the CyberScoop article titled Movie Pass settles with the FTC over exposing private information misleading consumers 
they did some shady things. And it turns out they don't have to pay anywhere for their dreaded mistakes they made on promises they quietly fooled with. They apparently exposed personal information of their users, something I think should never happen unless it wasn't your fault. I know that most breaches we hear about, the company is unaware of what happened till after the fact, but this company knew exactly what they were doing. The service had over 3 million subscribers when it launched in 2011, according to the article. For the theater passes for the tickets, you paid $9.99 a month. Then they raised prices, told people their tickets weren't good, and the company didn't even take basic precautions on securing the data to boot. The article is in the show notes as well as commentary on the blog. This is unfortunate, but something we need to learn from. Tell me if you were to start a similar service and you've read the article, what would you do differently? Finally, in probably the worst news you can ever find, although very important, a breach of probably the most passwords you'll probably hear about so far today in this history. The article comes from LastPass and is titled Rock You 2021 Breach How to Keep Your Data Secure Now The number of passwords affected by this breach is 8.4 billion passwords That is nothing to sneeze at The leak apparently came from a 100 gigabyte file which was a text file that was posted to a hacker forum anonymously with 4.7 billion people online according to a link to cyber news in the article it includes the passwords of the global online community almost two times over. The moniker probably comes from the hack of the company which exposed 32 million user accounts in 2009 and there's a link to that in that article. 
There are links within this article, but we better sit down for this one. It's only getting started with this story. Here are other articles that we've read, but don't have time to cover fully. Links will be posted in the show notes to these articles so you can read them. Insure Chubb paid $65,000 to help a city unlock ransomware in 2018. A second half was more expensive. McDonald's discloses hack of customer data in South Korea and Taiwan. Meat supplier JBS says it paid $11 million ransom to keep attackers from stealing data. Hackers reportedly used EA Games Slack to breach network access source code. Burgeoning ransomware gang Avadon appears to shut down mysteriously and Justice Department clause back $2.3 million paid by Colonial Pipeline to ransomware gang. Would you like to have something featured in news notes? While we can't feature everything and may not have time to read everything, we'll at least give it a look, if not a blog post. There's definitely more on the blog, so please feel free to check that out. The website is jaredtech.help. For news notes, I'm Jared Reimer, The Security Box. folks news notes yes we're still live let me bring Michael on yes we're still alive Michael okay we are back we are Let me Just turn it down my, a little uh, bit. My stream was a little, a little bit behind there. It was, but you're fine. Um. Oh boy, I was listening to those nuts notes. Um. Hmm. And my question is, odd? how did I do that last story with a straight face? That's a good question, which 
Unfortunately, I don't have a good answer for it. <laughs> <laughs> Worldwide Internet Community. Jeez. Global Worldwide Community. 4.7 million. I, I thought it was billion. Or billion. Excuse me. Excuse me. Uh, okay. I... So four point seven billion times two, like eight point eight and a half. I'm like, first off, how did whomever post? See, it, it's not known who posted. Nope. That. And on top of that, I have a bigger question. What? Um, I mean, how did you open a 100 gigabyte file? Text that, file. Yeah, that that's a good question. Let's see, 4.7 uh, times the other two question, the other question I would have... 9.4. It hold... How did they get a hold of the uh, information to begin with? I'm and I'm wondering if if like this was a list compiled somewhere of all of the hashed passwords um, through from breaches through the last let's say. 15 years going all the way back to at least 2008 because I've seen articles mention hacks going back as 2008 but it really didn't take off until Target in 2014 that's when it really started making the headlines So. Yeah. Yeah. It, just knowing that is scary enough. I mean, I just so four point seven times two is nine point four. So it was just shy of double. So it was one one shy, you know, of because it was eight point four instead of nine so it was just shy of uh, of double close to one billion people was affected by it I, I, I can't wrap my brain around it I mean it's just that shows how that shows me how dangerous being online is. And I've been online since 1995. But, you know, um, I don't believe the internet's going anywhere anytime soon. But, uh, and the, the, the problem we have 
if we do, if we attempt to stop things like this, then the people doing it is just going to figure out other ways. To, They'll to just go it. to Russia where they don't have a, a, a potential of, of a secure connection and then they'll start uh, uh, making havoc that way because they know they can't be touched. Yeah, that's, sad. That, that's a sad part of it too. Um, I when I read that article I I said I'm thankful that I have a healthy heart otherwise I would be in a hospital right about now because that just I I think that that in itself was something I didn't expect to hear. Why do you think I saved that for last? Like, I had yeah. so much stuff, but I figured it must be important to talk about. So. And it is very much so. Um, I'm not saying the other articles we listed at the end are, aren't bad. I mean, you work now at a at a major fast food chain, and you read that particular article, and uh, you're like, well, at least it wasn't us in the United States. Um, yeah, I'm like, when I read that McDonald's article, I'm like, boy, um... So, something's wrong there. Um, at least we know that U.S. McDonald's dudes, uh, as far as we know anyway, are not impacted by this. No, and I'll be uh, watching to see if that comes out. Boy, will that be big if we find out that the U.S. chains were affected by whatever hack happened in South Korea. I don't, I don't know if that, I don't recall if that article stated if, what steps McDonald's is taking to make sure this doesn't happen again. They said they were looking into what happened and would strengthen their defenses. That's, that, I think that's all it really said. Um, I have uh, a link to the article on the blog. At, yeah, that's uh, telling us quite a bit. Um, uh, you know and that's usually all they say anyway is oh uh, we're sorry we're gonna make sure we strengthen our defenses and we'll you know strengthen our security practices and we'll figure out what what went wrong and we'll make sure it doesn't happen again you know this reminds me of the whole sorry thing that Lynn started on on um, the Daily Buzz yesterday, I commented to that. It's yeah. a little off topic, but it's it's kind of on topic because it's it's going back to how much do do we want to say I'm sorry? You know, saying sorry is not cutting it anymore. What are you doing so that you make sure that this doesn't 
happen again, and if it does, what can you learn from this attack versus what happened the last time? Was it a different attack that you guys didn't see coming? Or did they get in through the same things that you know they that they got in before? If it's through a different vector, then okay, maybe we could believe the sorry because look, you tried, they found something, and now you know about it. Are you fixing it? That's what we care about in this industry. Yeah. It's not that it happened because we're we've all been there. I mean, I'm done, as I've said numerous times through the through the years. I don't have anything left. So you can't tell me I'm sorry when apparently my fingerprint which was Taken when I was when I had applied for something, and my grandfather applied for it, you know, applied me to whatever it was. You know, I'm done. There's nothing left for me. You can't tell me you're sorry. OPM was the last straw for me forever having my my uh, information secure because once your fingerprint's gone, that's it. Yep. So, don't tell me you're sorry. I don't want to hear I'm sorry. I want to hear I want to hear I'm sorry this happened. We are doing this, that, and the other. And we hope that it doesn't happen again. And if it does, then we'll figure it out, and hopefully it'll be a you, different vector. You, you either hear that, or we'll provide you with free credit monitoring. And Krebs already account. covered that numerous times. Free credit monitoring only tells you after the fact. It's not going to tell you now. Like if I were to, if I were to bill you a hundred thousand dollars. And uh, you wouldn't find well. Let's say you didn't have what you have, right. and you waited for your statement, and your bank paid me the hundred thousand dollars. You know, um, yeah. By the time I, I um was notified of a chargeback, I could have spent that money. I couldn't refund it back to you. Yep. And uh, then I'd be looking you up to um, kick you butt. Oh, um. <laughs> but it's just an example of... of I know. I, I know. And you um, have every right to. And uh, so, I mean... You know, that many pad, that many condensers stowed in at once. That 
Is that, that a quarter? Like seven? What was it? Four point seven? So eight point four. I, I mean, uh, it would be probably half. Because nine point two four is double. Yeah, I. I believe it's time for us all to turn to a password manager. Stop. So, Possibly could prevent nothing's one hundred percent of course, but password managers add a level of uh, security and privacy. Um, the only way that a person could do anything if the password manager was um, if there was something wrong with it. But I know that uh, uh, LastPass and and one is it one password? Yeah. Um, oh no, double that. that. Seven point four is fourteen point eight. So what? So one and a half is is eleven point something. So seven. Oh wow. Times one point five is eleven point one. Because I'm oh, doing wow. that times, so yeah. So it's gonna be, so it's gonna be one something. It's gonna be plus. Well, it would be plus one, but one what? Seven plus. Let's see. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, it's... Uh, no matter what the numbers is, it's still scary to, to even think about it. Yeah. Yeah. So one point two is eight point one four. So it's got to be one point oh something percent. You know, it's it's very low, but it's 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 almost double, like seven point four, right? Actually, no, I'm doing this wrong, right? It's four point seven. I'm doing I'm doing it wrong, folks. Hold on. I'm doing it wrong. I'm doing 7.4. Hold on. 4.7 times 2 is 9.4. Okay. So we so we established that before. So let's see what 4.7 times 1 and a half, 1.5 is 7.05. Yeah, I was doing it all wrong. I'm sorry. So one and a half is seven point oh five. Oops, I'm doing the same thing again as I did before. Sorry. Uh, seven one point six is seven point five two. So it's not 1.9. 1.9 is 
8.225. That's 1.75. 1 1.8 of that is uh, 8.46. So it's probably a little less than 1.8%. Or 1.8 times the global population. That's close enough. But that's that's a lot, Mike. That is a lot. That's, yeah. I did it wrong. So I did 7.4, not 4.7. So that was my mistake. It's got to be 1.78 like or 7.9 times. Yeah. Yeah, but it's... it's it's, uh, it's still a big it's a number. Lot. It's a lot. Yeah, it's still a big number, and it it's just it just shows us what we have to do to keep up information out of the wrong hands. And there are different types of password managers. There's LastPass, there's Trend Micro, there's One Password, there's KeyPass, there's um, Authy. Well, that's for authenticating, but they might have a password manager. I'm not sure. Um, we I know they do authentication, but they could have a password manager. Um... There's different products out there, so you're going to have to figure out which one will work best for you, but... Because those that do authentication could have password managers, too. I don't want to rule them out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I... But by knowing that many sets of condensers got got out there posted online, that's just scary. And and the other thing we don't know is who's affected by this. Yeah, you know. We, and what and what passwords are out there? Because like I know I've changed mine. Yeah. It, it could be old data too unless you're using some of the more common passwords like we use, like we talked about what was it last week in news notes yeah don't use monkey one two or three or password <laughs> oh my yeah let's see where was it where's my notes because I thought we covered did I not cover that last time? Because I played you notes from last week. Um, I'm Oops. thinking it did, but I, I would like, okay. I would have to go back and listen to that. Let's see. That bridge has had a lot of one on doing since last week. It. Risky password behavior made businesses uh, vulnerable in 2020. 
hashing algorithms can protect. Okay, so this is part of the. Okay, this isn't what I want. This is the password behavior article. Alright. Uh, a business pass password manager helps businesses reduce cybersecurity risk. Um, but that's not exactly what I'm looking for. Um, but we did cover passwords last time, last podcast. Oh, let's see. Some employees used weak passwords that are incredibly easy to guess or crack, according to the article we covered last week. According to CyberScoop's research, the password 12345678 was found over 3.6 million times in a data in in data breaches. And another popular password unfortunately was password itself. It showed up 1.2 million times, Michael. Oh my. Remember that camera problem? Where 150,000 cameras were uh, targeted? That was because of one password. Oh my. One password was programmed into all of those cameras and they were never changed. I wrote in, in last week's program, hard-coded passwords is not the solution any longer. If you use weak or easy to guess passwords, algorithms <coughs> that do the hashing to make it more secure can't do its job accurately and effectively. That's that's uh, those. Let's see, there was Yeah, we covered passwords for uh, where we covered this article where T-Mobile, a T-Mobile customer lost $20,000 of cryptocurrency. That's where that came from. But we covered a password article last um, last week on Podcast 47. So Yeah, I tell you, I don't know what. That, I think uh, what we need to do is get into password lists. I know that you sent me something from 
Apple about that. LastPass has been working on passwordless authentication. I think it's time that we figure out how to do that because uh, that's going to end up solving all of the problems until the actors uh, decide that they are going to try their hand in that too and try and figure out how to get into the, our networks that way. And then yeah. I think if that's the case, then we might as well dig our grave. Because uh, that'll be the end of it if we can't even use passwordless. We've had passwords ever since I started on the internet. That it's, I think it's time for them to go. That's uh, 25 years of passwords. Or so. Yeah, yeah. I, I think that something new should be um, out there because it's clear to me passwords are not um, a safe method anymore. No. Definitely not a good, a good, uh... Although, how are we going to authenticate in our email without a password? That's going to be the biggest question. Yeah, that is a good question. You can you can authenticate into applications without a password by using Face ID, Touch ID, and the like. But unless you have but your I phone or, or I, device I nearby, I, I believe that uh, the way Apple's going to do it is Face ID and or Touch ID. Um. But what about logging into an app for the first time? Like, let's say that my phone took a dump tomorrow and I had to call AT&T and tell them I need a new phone and I needed to pay the bill and do all of that to handle that. And I'd have to log into my credit card app and LastPass and its authenticator and the like. Yeah. You can't do Face ID and Touch ID for first-time login, can you? No, no, you I can't. I haven't heard. Uh, I haven't read the article yet, so I don't know what what they said. I'll have to read it again. I think I still have it, but I don't want to do that live on the air either. So. Yeah, um, but yeah, I think that. Because we already support that in the app ecosystem. Like, if you authenticate, you like, if I open my Capital One app and it authenticates me correctly, then I don't have to enter my password. That's the way it, it's it works. But when I needed to reinst- when I needed to open it for the first time when I got my phone, Face ID couldn't do it. I had to, I had to authenticate first and then turn on Face ID. 
What else tickled you about news notes? You're a phone guy. What did you think of Samsung? Oh my! I am a phone guy, and I'm I'm like outside of Apple iPhones. Um, Samsung's my other choice, and I'm like um. I was surprised to hear um, about their problems, but that goes to show you that with software, um, you know, you know, this kind of thing, you're going to have bugs and vulnerabilities that that they may not even know exists. But I'll give Samsung one thing, just like Apple, they they stepping up um, and fixing the problems. However, the one thing concerns me um, is the length of time it's going to take to fix those problems. Um, should, should it really take that long? Do they know what... The, I mean, they, they, they obviously know what the problems are, but is it going to take them that long to figure out how to fix them? I mean, I, I don't understand why it's taking so long. It's going to take them two months to fix them. Yeah. Can I... I wonder if they got a regular scheduled pets thing like uh, Microsoft does. Well, that would be a monthly. If that's the case, it would be a monthly patch cycle. So if that's the case, why are they taking two days? The vulnerability um, ordeals take... uh, you know, the timers only give them, not, what is it, 90 days before they turn it loose? So, if you don't fix it within 90 days, uh, then the researchers publish their findings, and then, like, what happened with well, Microsoft, I think it was? Yeah. And... The, the article is suggesting that you make sure when you if you have a Samsung device to make sure you have the most up-to-date software possible and hopefully um, hopefully this software patch will come directly from Samsung um, because it's 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 not only affecting those of us here in the U.S. It's affecting all Samsung, or at least ninety percent of Samsung's user base. Um, I don't remember so reading that, but holy crap! Well, that's my it's it's affecting it's a worldwide problem from what I would call the article saying 
Um, So, you could only imagine that of the number of people that it's affecting. Mm -hmm. Um, And it's it's just um, I just wish there was a quicker way quicker time frame for them to fix it because I think that uh, at least in my opinion symptoms it's second best to Apple um, and uh, I um, I wish they could fix the problem quicker than what they are but it's what well, we it do is. have to give Google credit. I mean, they were told about a vulnerability. They had ninety days to fix it, and they had a patch out in days. Yeah, they 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 had a patch out within days, and uh, they didn't drag around waiting for somebody to take advantage of it. Um. Because if if the bad if the bad um, knows about it, they'll do whatever they can to take advantage of of it. And what what's scary about it is the fact that the vulnerabilities um, um, you know. Can anybody who's using those can read your data on your phone, text messages, uh, you know, better, SMS, better known as text, MMS, multimedia messages, which is like photos, um, all that stuff can be read and uh, that in itself scares me because at this moment um, actually I do have a Samsung phone laying around um, not in use on a carrier but you know that kind of um, I I asked myself, um, how, how do I feel about this? Um, and, uh, and at this point, I wouldn't use that Samsung phone I have laying around. Or anything, and it has the most up-to-date software. But I still wouldn't use it until I knew there was a software patch out to fix the problems. But you got you got other people that don't have the capabilities to have a different the past two years and 
those are the ones I'm concerned about, about the most because, you know, you, you know, and, you know, you may be making payments on the device. And, you know, it, you know, it's it just a big mess. It's it's sad when a situation like this comes up. Hmm. Yeah. And then no one knows what to do about it. If there's anything that can be done about it. Because, I mean... It's, uh... Not just... I don't know. It's going to get interesting. It's going to get interesting. I'll keep you all posted on the outcome of that because most likely when a software <laughs> package release, um, it'll be, uh, I'll read about it in the article. Well, is it time to wrap this program up? I actually have a meeting in about an hour, and I should probably find some food. Um, should we, folks, should we let him eat? Oh, oops. <laughs> hey. Uh, <laughs> I didn't pull well, the, I didn't pull the, you don't have a brain, uh, thing today. Well, yeah, well, it's always the, 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 it's always fun to have the last laugh on you. <laughs> it's all good. Anyway, well, folks. Well, it's been, it's been fun. I, um, you know, um, you should come on and, uh, you know, maybe who knows who will join me next time through the entire yeah. program. You never know. Yeah. And uh, until the next time, you can always reach out to me at michael.tag at phonetalk.me. Um, and uh, check out the the... My my blog, which uh, I do apologize, it's not been updated in some time by me anyway. Um, and uh, and I maybe I should uh, get to that soon. 
Um, and uh, especially about Simpson, that uh, that that definitely applies there. Um, until the next time, uh, that's there with on tapes in my mouth. I'll say goodbye for now. Thank you very much. I'll see you on Livewire. Okay. All right. Till next week, everybody. I hope everybody enjoyed the program as much as I have bringing it to you. We'll have full automation resuming. Thanks so much for listening. Stay safe, everybody. Thanks again for all of your support. Another one bust the dust, hey, hey! Another one bust the dust, hey!